following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Would you be interested in hearing a radio show? You are absolutely atrocious. Come on, man. At least listen to what I have to say. There is one person in charge of every office in America, and that person is Charles Darwin. We need to evolve into dudes who score. It naturally follows that if we can significantly reduce the inappropriate use of equipment, you should, like, copy your butt. We will also significantly reduce the number of accidents. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language and mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rose! Come on, I love you, Rose. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me savior! SportsJourney.com Radio Network is on the air. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are delighted to have you with us. Yes, that's right. Sometime between now and Thursday, the countdown has begun. That's right. We have football, real live, honest-to-God football, coming up on Thursday. It's showtime. Let's kick some ass. And that is a beautiful thing. A winning. Yes, it is. All right. We're delighted to have you along with us. Big show today. Sam Fortier of the Washington Post will be along in just a few minutes. We're going to run down exactly what has happened in training camp and what we might see on Thursday. Hey now. Uh, but before that, we got to hear from Coach Rivera and get us some training camp notes. So, Maestro, without uh, further delay... Let's cut this, and um, let's cue the dramatic music to take us out to Ashburn, huh? All right, a couple of things to catch up on. First of all, uh, Curtis Samuel has been moved off of the reserve COVID-19 list. He has been placed on the physically unable to perform list. That happening just this afternoon, Monday afternoon, as we record this. First unofficial depth chart of camp is out. Here's what you got, or at least some of the highlights. Um, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys listed as your starting wide receivers. Wes Schweitzer is listed as the starting left guard. Sam Cosby, rookie out of Texas. Listed as the starting right tackle. We're going to talk with Sam about that as well. It looks like going up against and getting beaten down by Chase Young and Montez Sweat has paid some dividends for Cosby. Rookie Jamin Davis starting at middle linebacker unofficially as of right now. Your starting safeties on the unofficial depth chart. Landon Collins and Cam Curl. DeAndre Carter is your putt returner. Danny Johnson, your kick returner. Tamaric Hemingway right now is the backup tight end. Uh, Ron Rivera in pretty much good training camp form as he hit the lectern today. Uh, Lots of questions as always, so let's dig into it. We talk a lot about um, the tells. When you can tell Rivera is really into either a player or a situation. See, it tends to talk about it a long time. He tends to gush when he's really, you know, when he's really got somebody that he's high on or 
a concept that he's high on. And I think he might be developing that for Sadiq Charles, guy who has worked at every position on the offensive line, which is something that Rivera wants to see. He wants his, he talks a lot about cross training and he wants guys to be able to play a bunch of different positions. And earlier today, he said that, that uh, Sadiq Charles is one of those guys who's really taken to that opportunity and has learned a lot of positions really quick. I think Sadiq's come a long way. I really do. You know, there's a lot of little things that he still has to learn. You know, the fortunate stuff for him is the guys that he's behind are some veteran guys that can, he can really learn from. Um, and that's one of the luxuries we have is we got some pretty good depth right now, so we're feeling pretty strong about that. Have things gotten any clearer for you, interior or exterior for him, tackle, guard, all that? Um, you know, he's, he's learning both spots because, uh, you know, uh, we think it'll be really valuable for him. Once we get an opportunity to truly say, hey, you know what, this is what he's really good at, we'll settle in. But right now, you know, having the position flex is probably the best thing opportunity may be created for him and we'll see position flex that is the term that Rivera absolutely loves and I tell you what good on Sadiq Charles that reflects well on him because remember here's a guy that's coming in this year he missed all of last year not sure he was in the greatest shape to begin with when he came in there were some questions about his maturity and whatnot um to come in and get that kind of praise for Rivera means he really has buckled down once his rehab was over and is, it looks like he's really making a name for himself. And remember, this is a guy that had a first round grade physically coming out, but it was those maturity questions that had him fall into the third round, which means if, you know, you can get him on the right path, you got yourself a steal there and maybe a guy that can slide into the left guard spot or the right guard spot uh, when Brandon Sheriff leaves in, in free agency next year. How about Terry McLaurin? Uh, we asked the coach today about McLaurin and the difference he's seen from year two and year three. I think it's really about his route running more than is anything else, and that's, you know, selling the route a little bit more before you break off it. And, you know, sometimes certain routes, you know, they account for a certain amount of depth, and sometimes the guy gets anxious and he breaks the route off too soon and he's not really where he needs to be. That's probably one of the things that you see about Terry. His route running is getting even better. Um, and, and it's also for a couple of our other guys. You know, it's just understanding that, you know, you've got to make sure you're at the optimal depth. You've got to make sure you get the optimal with on your release. Those are things that are important. Those are the little things that you know, require a little bit of patience, a little bit of discipline when you run routes. Well, I tell you what, if his route running gets much better, you're looking at an all-pro candidate. Okay, remember, a couple of minutes ago, I was talking about Rivera's tells, how when he goes on and on about something, that's how you know he's really into it. Well, check out his response here when talking about the defense year two under coordinator Jack Del Rio. Big jump. Um, I think a big part of it is, is, first of all, getting everybody to buy in and how to do it, the way that we want things done. I think that's very important. And, and once guys get a feel for, you know, we, we don't need one guy conquering and winning and, and destroying everybody. We need everybody to be disciplined, do your jobs, and make the plays you're supposed to. The plays will come to the guys. That's the thing they have to understand. The play comes to you, then you got to make it. And, and that's where we are now. I think the discipline part of it is really big for us. Um, but the thing that I, I really think that you see now is they're playing faster. They're communicating better. That's the important thing, because once that happens, uh, playing fast is, is at an optimum, because that's when you make plays. And I think he's talking specifically about the linebackers there. You remember how frustrated it was 
with the linebacker play early last year, I think he really feels that the linebackers are starting to get it. Remember, that's supposedly the weakest part of this defense, at least depth-wise, you know, the shallowest part of the defense. All right, so New England up in Foxborough on Thursday night. What can we expect to see out of the WFT? Well, I think a big part of it, more than anything else, is, is we're playing against somebody else. Um, and so we don't want to go there and get, get our butts kicked. We, we want to go out there and we want to play hard. We want to play right. Uh, and we're going to play to win. And so we want to practice that way. We want to make sure the guys understand the sense of urgency, the importance, um, how things are changing. And, and you're right, we, we were ramped up a little bit today. I thought the players, you know, we started slow, wasn't very happy about that. Um, so we threw the offense off and started with the defense. And uh, we picked up our tempo from that point on. So I was, I was happy about that. But that's what we're looking for. When you start getting ready, you know, and, and there's no second chances. Once you get started, you got to roll. Washington football team insider Sam Fortier of the Washington Post joins us, which means, of course, we have extremely special theme music today. Hit it. You recognize the tune, of course. Of course, of course. I appreciate you uh, welcoming me with some f- familiar music. Well, all I can say is Disney's or Nickelodeon's loss was our game. Uh, hey, let let us let's just start with. It's been eleven days in Ashburn. Uh, you add another five in to Richmond, so we're we're definitely approaching training camp burnout. Your impressions so far <laughs> overall compared to yeah. last year? Well, I mean, certainly, I think the biggest difference between this year and last year is that we're going to get to see actual performances in games, which I know Ron Rivera is looking forward to, which he values highly. But up until this point, we we haven't had the games yet. I think the biggest difference has been how much cycling he's been doing at at the positions. And obviously Ron talked about uh, how important that was to him last year. You know, Hey, let's get guys in different positions. We don't need to wait until September for, you know, uh, an injury for the backup center to play with the first team offensive line and things of that nature. And last year, you know, he, he said that a lot, but injuries to Wes Schweitzer injuries to Sadiq Charles, you know, uh, coach's decision not to give Sean Davis any first team reps, coach's decision to give Dwayne Haskins all the first team reps. Those decisions really eliminated what Ron was hoping to do. And obviously you do that because you didn't get any off season activities. You, you, you basically had a condensed training camp with, with no preseason game. So he felt like he had to get his team up to speed without those, you know, proving grounds of the preseason games this year. I think with, with those three games, with the longer time, with the off season workouts, he feels much more comfortable saying, uh, let's get uh, seventh-round pick Dax Milne, wide receiver out of BYU, some reps with the ones. Let's cycle in Bobby McCain and Landon Collins and Cam Curl at safety. He, he's trying a whole bunch of different combinations. I think Sadiq Charles has played every offensive line position but center uh, and, and really hasn't spent a ton of time at any one of them. So I'm sure he's saying, hey, let's use this added time to our advantage. So I, I would say to, to <laughs> sum up this long-winded uh, – uh, answer just a lot of guys have been playing a lot of different positions. That's the biggest difference, and that's what what Ron wants to do. So you you know you hope you see that pay dividends during during the regular season. Who has stood out um, to you? I mean, obviously it's easy to say Chase Young stood out, uh, Terry McLaurin stood out, Montez Sweat stood out. Have there been some some surprises in your eyes? Uh, you know, guys that have have you know really caught your attention on a consistent basis. Yeah, I would say 
two of them uh, stand out. The first one is Steven Sims Jr., the slot receiver who, you know, kind of broke out at the end of 2019, but was hampered by injuries and, and didn't play all that well last year. He has actually had quite an explosive camp. Um, I worry that we're getting into the Troy Apke. He looks great in camp and then, you know, does not perform up to that standard during the regular season, but he has looked really, really good. Um, Both in the passing game and the return game, it's harder when you're not doing live returns. So that's something I'm going to be looking for uh, in the preseason games, but, but he has shown um, at least that explosive ability that you thought you saw out of him in 2019. And I know a lot of coaches have talked about, you know, how impressive he's been. The second guy, is Sam Cosme, who we expected to compete with Cornelius Lucas at right tackle coming into camp. But on the first day of camp, uh, Cornelius Lucas goes on on the COVID list. And so far, I think Sam Cosme might have taken every uh, first team rep at right tackle so far. Uh, and, and, And the first week, he really got run roughshod over by, by Chase Young and Montez Sweat, who, who have certainly not shied away from letting him know. But he has certainly bounced back uh, in the last you know week or so and, and, and held his own. And I know that coaches have been impressed by, by his ability to kind of get beaten down those first 10 or so days and then to come right back as, as a rookie. So I would say those two uh, are the guys that stand out to me. So do you, do you think there's a legitimate chance that Sam Cosme opens the year uh, as the starting right tackle? I think it's better than legitimate at this point. I would say he he's, has to be the betting favorite. That's good. I mean, that's what they drafted him for to begin with. So that's a that's a good thing. You know, it it seems like to me, um, you've heard a lot of these draft picks from both this year and last year um, standing out in camp. I mean, it, it really seems like the coaches have re- obviously they like these guys or they wouldn't have drafted them in the first place. But it, I mean, that's what you want to see. You want to see the guys that you draft that you sign as, as undrafted free agents come in and do the things that you think you saw on tape. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that's actually a really good point because right now when you think, okay, Jamin Davis, probably the starting Mike linebacker, mm-hmm. Sam Cosme, the second round pick, probably the starting right tackle. Uh, Deami Brown is, is probably going to be, you know, that secondary deep option behind McLaurin and, and Curtis Samuel, uh, third round pick. Uh, Benjamin St. Juice, the other third round pick, he, he could start. Uh, at corner but even if he doesn't if they stay with Kendall Fuller out there I think they they do trust him and they think that he's coming along really nicely John Bates probably that second or third tight end he can do both you know he's a he's a complete tight end he has complete tight end traits as as Pete Hayner the tight ends coach would say so I think really you can expect to see if not immediate contributions then substantial contributions in their position group for the first four or five rounds of picks and then you know you have uh you know, that, that seventh round pick, William Bradley King and, and Shaka Tony, uh, the two defensive ends, they're probably going to be, um, you know, not the, not the third defensive end uh, behind Montez Chase and James Smith-Williams, but, but they'll be that next step up. So, yes, I, I think they got a lot of, if not immediate starters, which they did early, they got some good bedrock pieces that they feel good about, at least so far uh, in the draft this year. Now, one name that you just mentioned, and I know people are starting to get concerned, especially after Ron talked about it in the press conference yesterday, but uh, Curtis Samuel, you know, we heard Rivera say they just hope to get him some some reps in the third preseason game. Yeah. Is it starting to become a concern, this hamstring injury slash lingering effects of COVID on him? 
Yeah, I, I think the the COVID part is, is obviously worrisome because he's not going to be in football shape or as much as in football shape as they would like, as we've seen with, you know, David Sharp uh, or when David Sharp comes back and Cornelius Lucas. I mean, that these are the sort of guys where Ron's saying, hey, like we just need to get them ready to get on the field. And obviously I think Cornelius Lucas might have lost his, his competition after playing pretty well last year because of it. So um, that's definitely a concern, uh, the COVID list. But I think more of a concern um, is that groin injury because we have not seen him on, on the field since I think the first practice of, of minicamp. And uh, for a guy like him, I mean, he came in with some advantages knowing Scott Turner's system so well, having played in Carolina. But I, I wonder if you start to forfeit that um, o- over a certain period of time when you're not on the field with your team. I think it is concerning. Uh, I would say, you know, they, they can say, oh, he's fine. They can say, oh, you know, we'll get him some snaps in the third preseason game. He should be good to go. But, but I doubt that we're going to see Curtis Samuel at 100% come week one. And, and I might say that and he might go off for, you know, 150 yards and two touchdowns and people will be fine. But I do think it is a legitimate concern at this point. Yeah, we remember what it was like with Deshaun Jackson a few years ago when he, when he pulled a hamstring. Um, okay, so first preseason game, it's Thursday night. We're all excited to see him hit somebody in a different color helmet. What should we expect from a Ron Rivera preseason game? I heard, I don't know if it was Sheehan or somebody talking today, don't be surprised to see Ryan Fitzpatrick go in there and throw it 25 times or something like that to get his to get his timing down with the receivers. I mean, is Ron, you think, going to use the preseason for something like that? Yeah, I think he's going to use it like we were talking earlier about how he's used these practices. I think he's going to experiment. I think he's going to try things. But I do think that he wants his guys to get up to speed ASAP. Like he said on, on I believe it was Friday after the stadium practice, that uh, they were going to use this game. That He said, our guys are going to play. I can tell you that right now. Um, and I took that to mean um, he's going to want to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick has. He's going to want to see – uh, what each, you know, what Sam Cosby can do at right tackle. And he's, and he's saying, Hey, you know, these, these are really important testing grounds for our games and, and hopefully we'll get them up to speed quick. We'll use that second game to, uh, you know, make sure their timing is all set. And then that third game, they'll probably, you know, uh, take it a little bit easier, but yeah, I, I do think Ron wants to use this game to see out of that top line, answer any questions he might have and then see some experimentation. Okay. Hey, Kim curl, uh, you know, if you play, if you started at free safety, let's see what you, you know, let's see if you still remember, you know, what's going on at strong safety and things of that nature. I think those are the type of, uh, he'll, he'll go in, try to answering his top line questions and then seeing kind of what else he can figure out, uh, with, with different combinations and backups and so forth. One of the things I've noticed, uh, at a camp this year is it seems like there are not a whole lot of injuries. I, and this could be rose colored glasses on my part, but I seem to remember, you know, you go back two or three years, the previous administration, there were, it seemed like there were guys going down left and right. And, you know, Cornelius Lucas, David Sharp, the guys that have been on and off the COVID list, but by and large, there aren't even a whole lot of guys with any nagging injuries, are there? Other than than Curtis Samuel, I I hope Ron Rivera uh, does not, does not catch us in the act because last year, Scott Abraham of of ABC seven asked uh, Ron, Hey, what have you guys done? Uh, to do so well in avoiding the, you know, these COVID protocols. And days later, uh, Matt Ioannidis tested positive for COVID and they had to go to protocols. So, <laughs> so I'm so no hoping, question of that from Scott this year. 
Yes. Well, I'm, I'm hoping this, uh, this injury thing uh, avoids, you know, stays in the same way and, and we don't see anyone get hurt out there in, in the preseason game. But I would say, you know, what's the key to that? Um, I'm not sure. Washington, actually, if you look at the, um, there are injury analytics. Uh, I don't know if people know that. But basically, Football Outsiders, which is like a football analytics company, they do really good work. They look every year at how many games uh, are missed by by certain players on certain teams, and, and they weight it differently by positions. Um, and basically, Washington is is I think one of the only two teams, along with San Francisco, that has missed as many games. Uh, you know, this is probably not helpful to the listeners because I can't remember the specific figure, but basically Washington has been one of the most hurt teams in the league analytically over the last seven years, right up there mm-hmm. with San Francisco. So I don't know what it is, but, but certainly I think when, when you talk about being that injured, the training staff comes into a, a part of that, but I do think some of it's luck. So, so maybe the pendulum is swinging back the other way now. All right. Last question. And it's a big one. Maybe the most important of the interview was the bird back at training camp today. Uh, I, I don't believe so. Um, I, I didn't see him. Uh, my colleague, Nikki Javala, who has been on the Ted Finch magic beat did not see him. Uh, so, so I think that, uh, maybe it's a personal leave of absence in preparation for the, uh, the first game. Either that or he's, he's been nicked up and he's just, uh, they want to get him right for the regular season. Sam, <laughs> Sam, if everybody wants to follow you on Twitter, give him the Twitter handle out there. Yeah, the, so the Twitter handle is S-A-M, the number four, T-R, S-A-M, the number four, T-R. And you can follow me and my colleague, Nikki Javala's work at uh, the Washington Post, WashingtonPost.com uh, backslash sports. And as we always say, Nickelodeon's loss is our game. Sam Fortier, thank you so much, my friend. We appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me, Bob. All right, Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get on out of here. Yep. Uh, as we record this, it's four days until kickoff of the exhibition season. The friendlies, as our good friend Chad Ryan would say, down under. More for you tomorrow. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to download. You can find us at sportsjourney.com as well as the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. See you later. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, do wear white.